Hi, good morning guys. I hope you're all well. I'm going to try and do this in one go um, <clears throat> with no editing skills and capabilities. Um, it's so good to see you all on Zoom Church. Um, it's been really, really good. Big shout out to Lindsay and Aaron for pulling it all together uh, and figuring it all out and making it possible for all of us to um, meet from our living rooms but uh, together in one spirit and it's just been incredible. We've thoroughly enjoyed it, the kids have enjoyed it and I'm sure you guys have too. So a massive thank you to Aaron and Lindsay and to others who are doing uh, life group meetings and prayer meetings. It's just incredible to see um, everyone working together and really um, helping each other through this challenging time. So. Um, I'm going to uh, speak uh, this morning on um, 2 Peter, um, 2 Peter 1, verse 3 to 7. Um, if you've got Bibles, you've got some time to, to find that scripture. Um, don't be afraid to look up the contents like I have to do and find out what page it's on. Um, I've got a short um, illustration to use this morning, uh, quite a unique one. Um, one that I wasn't going to use um, when it came to mind. Um, I thought, nah, this is this is just a, it's about a caterpillar. Yeah, I thought the same. When you get a, a word and a picture and it's a caterpillar, you think, you know, there's lions, there's a dominant lion, there's uh, eagles that fly in, in, in the skies and they've got so many powerful attributes and characteristics and I get a caterpillar, so... Um, yeah, I was <laughs> took some time to um, to decide whether to use it or not. But actually, the confirmation was that I've been going outside and doing some workouts in the garden. Um, my my manly workout is a skipping exercise, and I, I went to my chosen place, which is a bald patch in the grass because it's all worn away now. And you'll never believe it, but there was a caterpillar right on my on the spot. I just couldn't couldn't believe it. I've never seen a caterpillar in my garden in the nine years. That I've stayed here uh, and that was certainly confirmation and then when I was in the garden playing with the kids we came across one um, beside a plant that we had not long put in so yeah definitely confirmation so I want to introduce you to a caterpillar which is called the woolly bear caterpillar um, and I'll just talk you through uh, why I think this caterpillar is unique and uh, hopefully can get a link between this caterpillar and today's message but um, the woolly bear caterpillar is found in the Arctic um, and it's uh, as small as any caterpillar I don't think, think to take the dimensions and sizes but you can figure out but I think I thought I had a funny one beside me but I've misplaced it oh here we go look yep there's a wee caterpillar. <laughs> it's not quite like this one. If it was, I think I'd have a couple over a bit. It's certainly not like this. It's got wee eyes and everything. But there you go. So not like that. Certainly smaller uh, and not as floppy. But this um, caterpillar um, stays in the Arctic. It's a very, very, very tough environment. Uh, the sum summer months are short and the winter months are long and severe. Um, with long dark days. Um, the goal for this caterpillar is to reach an optimum weight so that it can pupate into a moth. 
So I think if it was with me here in lockdown, it would reach that weight pretty quick. <laughs> I'm not sure about you. Um, so, um, but like I say, the days in the Arctic become very short and then when winter arrives, they become severely. Uh, the temperatures plummet and as they do, the woolly bear settles under a rock to await what comes. Um, still alive, it starts to freeze. This caterpillar starts to freeze as the winter sets in. Its heart stops and its blood freezes to ice. Uh, and this lasts for five months. And the temperatures around this caterpillar um, can drop to as low as minus 70. So almost as cold as Kelty on a January night. <laughs> minus 7 is pretty severe. Um, when spring arrives, miraculously... This little fella starts to thaw out, uh, rises from the dead, and it's got one mission, and it's to feed and eat as much as it can to try and get to this weight where it can pupate into a moth, and it eats and eats and eats all through the summer months. Uh, doesn't let anything get in its way, just like me right now at home <laughs> on lockdown with my kids' Easter eggs when they're on their bed. Um, it eats non-stop, and... Uh, Finally, winter again sets in. The caterpillar will go back, find the rock, will find a, a place to hibernate. Uh, and then what it actually does is it breaks down its cell components and it floods its body with antifreeze chemicals to survive. Man alive, is that not just incredible? God, our creator, would create this little fella to to actually break down chemicals, cell, sorry, cell components in its body and, and flood it with antifreeze so that it can survive up to minus 70 um, degrees temperatures and then thaw out quite the thing in spring and away it goes and just starts eating again. Um, they are unsure how long this takes place but they reckon that this little caterpillar in the arctic will go through this cycle of eating as much as it can to freezing at minus 70 and thawing out they reckon that it will take between 7 and 14 years for this caterpillar to generate enough weight to pupate into into the moth that it desires to be 7 to 14 years this tiny caterpillar in the arctic and those horrific and fierce uh, conditions is mind-blowing um uh, but it, and it can only really complete its life cycle because of its incredible adaption um and its extraordinary solution to living in a hostile habitat, you know, it's, it's got to um, really work hard to make that happen. Um, like I say, I was in two minds about using the caterpillar, but um, as I was reading to Peter, uh, you know, I, I, I found that there was some good illustrations that we can link between them. So I'm going to read to Peter and I'm just going to break down uh, as we go. So I won't read it all at once, but I'll read it as we go. So... Um, yeah, 2 Peter 1, uh, 3 to 7, uh, and it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who 
called us to himself by means of his marvellous glory and excellence. When we surrendered our heart to Jesus, he made us a, a new creation. And when he made us a new creation, he gave us a new nature. And what Peter's telling us here is that when God did this, he gave us everything we need. Everything we need to live a godly life. Uh, and he's given that to each one of us. He hasn't missed anyone out or chosen other people over um, anyone else. He's given it to each one of us because God has no favourites and God has no equals. Uh, sorry, he sees God has no favourites and he sees us all as equal. Uh, my apologies. And I want to encourage you with this because um, I know that some of you might feel inadequate or you might feel not good enough or you might feel that you don't measure up. And I just want to encourage you that God's given you everything you need to live a godly life that pleases him. And, and I really want to encourage you that you are a, you're a, a real, you're his child, you're his beautiful child and he's given you everything that you need. Um, he doesn't want to see you feel left out or, or um, you know, he doesn't want you to, to suffer with anything like stress and anxiety and stuff. He's given us everything we need to live a godly life. I, I took my young daughter to bed last night and um, she she tried to tell me that she was unafraid, that there was no monster. She said, Daddy, I'm not scared. There's no monster. She's two years old, but she said it was so much fear. <laughs> she was she was trying to, um, I don't know, she was trying to like reassure me that don't worry, I'll be fine. But, you know, as I watched her, I thought, well, it's actually really difficult to watch your child lie there knowing that they're scared and I, th I got the same picture that God doesn't want us to struggle and suffer uh, with that you know he's given us everything that we need to overcome and I want to encourage you um, that, that that is for everyone and God hasn't missed anyone out and, and each one of us has a unique calling and we're chosen and we're called and we're precious to God um, and, and moving on to verse 4 it says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. We could never live or have God's nature on our own strength. We, we really needed God's grace and, and all the work that he's done. Um, but I want to pick out that it says that he has given us great and precious promises and I'm just going to reel five off that I just want to give you guys a real boost of um, encouragement this morning that one promise is that God is always with us and that we have not to fear God is always in control God is always good God is always watching and God is always victorious um, uh, incredible just uh, yeah God is always with me God is always in control God is always good God is always watching God is always victorious the Bible is full of God's promises um, and it and it um, it's yeah Peter mentions that for us for a great reasons but I am um, giving us these promises so press and I encourage you guys to really get to know God's promises they're so um, I always look at the older generation if you don't mind me saying but I'm always inspired by how um, they seem to be more um, focused and aware of God's promises than I feel that I am so it's something that I certainly need to work on and want to work on 
Um, but yeah, there's loads of God's promises, so uh, it's what it'd be really interesting to to focus and do a wee study on that. Um, and so moving on, it says in verse five, in view of all this, make it every effort to respond to God's promises. So I said that God is always with me. Our response to that is that I will not fear. God is always in control. Our response to that is I will not doubt. God is always good. The response is I will not despair. God is always watching. The response is that I will not falter. And God is always victorious. The response to that is that I will not fail. Um, it says supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. Verse 5, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. Um, we know God through the knowledge that we have of Jesus Christ. Um, the knowledge and faith are closely connected. Sometimes when we think of knowledge, we think of uh, like you know theology degrees, and there are people who uh, like to know the Bible really well and stuff. And, uh, and I wish I could. I sometimes find it hard to retain a lot of things that I read. But um, knowledge is very closely um, connected with faith. Um, and what knowledge does is it gives us direction. Knowledge also gives us conviction and it gives us assurance of faith. It's a, knowledge is a spiritual gift uh, which can grow, it can increase and be filled and abound and we are encouraged here to enhance our knowledge. So um, that knowledge is knowing Jesus, getting to know him personally, getting to spend quality time with him um, as your saviour, you know, um, just to, we've we've got a faith. We, we believe Jesus died on the cross. We believe that He died for our sins. That He rose from, and God rose Him from the dead. That's the the foundations of our faith. We believe that Jesus did this because He wanted us to, or He wants us to spend eternity with Him, and that He chose to take our place on that cross and to die a sinner's death, so that we didn't have to and it doesn't just stop there that the opportunities are endless to get to know Jesus better and um you know some simple ways of doing that are just you know spending time reading our bibles spending time in worship and spending time in prayer and um you know meeting together in groups and stuff like that all these things are part of our relationship building with Jesus and when we, we know um, Jesus, more and more intimately, our knowledge will increase. Um, and uh, it goes on to then say, in verse 6, um, and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness. Uh, I'm pretty sure after six weeks locked in, uh, we're all guilty of losing uh, self-control at some point. Uh, I realised that when I just thought about how much time I spent eating food. Uh, and yeah, that's when I realised I'd lost my self-control. It starts to focus on, right, do you know what, I'm going to come out of this lighter in weight, fitter in. Uh, so far, <laughs> it's not happening, but I'm going to get there. Um, 
So we've probably all had a moment where we've given it some kind of temptation. Um, we've maybe even argued with someone, got frustrated or angry. And I certainly have done that. I once had a, a, one of those time of the day where I just needed some um, time with myself. I was getting a bit uh, tense in, at home. Um, and so I, I thought, right, you know, I'm just going to go out, uh, get my skipping ropes again. And uh, I went out and I don't personally don't mind the kids being there, but obviously if skipping ropes catch you, they're pretty, pretty painful. So Amelia being sick, she's fine. She, she knows to keep away, but my two-year-old doesn't. And she just wanted to uh, come out. So after about a few minutes of this workout, the, the banging on the window started. And I was like, oh man, I've been busted. I'm in the garden. So next thing, she's out uh, with the shoes on and the jacket on. And I actually did get frustrated. And then she came over to me, I said, you know, go away get away and I did say it like that but I said it like that because I didn't want her getting hurt but because I was in that uh, frame of mind I, I didn't communicate it very well and she obviously didn't didn't enjoy that and she told her sister that her daddy told her to go away which, uh, which is true <laughs> but I didn't mean it in that nasty way but it certainly came out like that uh, and I, I was getting frustrated with them um, my self-control at this point had gone and I was just a bit like you know just go away go and do your own thing play in the swings uh, and in between doing my workout I would do press-ups and I actually turned around at one point when I was doing press-ups to see both my kids lined up beside me doing press-ups copying everything I was doing in a humble way and it really uh, spoke to me about um, you know kids just wanting to be with their dad and it was a great example of uh, it's helped me since then to think about how I should be wanting to spend time with my heavenly father um, but yeah self-control it was a moment that I, I didn't handle that very well and I'm sure each household and each individual after six weeks of lockdown has probably had a moment um, but I just want to I want to encourage you guys that you're doing amazing. Um, you're doing way better than you think that you're doing. Um, don't beat yourself up. Don't be discouraged. You know, every day is a new day. God's mercy is new every day. Uh, and it's an opportunity just to start afresh. And um, the worst thing with any form of isolation is, you know, just beating ourselves up and, and feeling, you know, if we have given into some form of temptation, if we've watched something we shouldn't have watched, done something that we shouldn't have done, it's easy just to beat ourselves up. But even worse than a, than a, when, you, when you're stuck within the same four walls all the time, it's very difficult to break out of that. So I just want to really encourage you guys, you're doing amazing. Um, this is not easy what we're going through. I know it's easier in this country than some countries, but it's still a big thing. You know, we've got to remember that so um yeah be encouraged uh, and uh, you are doing amazing so um if, uh, if your struggles are are deep if they're you know if, if you think it's big and you need help then reach out to your church family that's why we're here we're in this together and uh, we're walking through this together we're here to support each other we've got a church of pastors and elders and leaders and life groups and i encourage you more than ever to reach out if you need help the help is there and i would really encourage you to do so um, for this, this. We don't know how much longer this will go on for, and um, yeah. So we want to we want to uh, um, send that message out that the church is here to help um, uh, with you with anything that you might need help with. So um, it also goes on in Peter to say mention patient endurance and uh, something that we we probably could pray and ask God. For help with patient endurance. A person 
with patient endurance as one who's uh, reliable and faithful and true to the end. Um, so don't allow this lockdown uh, period and the coronavirus threat to rob you off your hope. Um, you're really going to get to know God, get to know his promises, spend time with him, spend time in his worship, communicate with your church family and and with those means of um, doing things will we'll, we'll develop that endurance um, to, to persevere and get through this. Um, I want to go back to the caterpillar when it knew that the temperatures were going to plummet and that the environment was going to get intense and it was going to get the surroundings were going to become hostile and severe the caterpillar found a rock it went to a rock and it found shelter um, and it's a great picture of protection it's a picture of rest and it's a picture of peace and Psalm 18 says that the Lord is my rock and I want to encourage you to to learn to rest in God and not worry about what's going on around. Think of that tiny little caterpillar surrounded by temperatures of minus 70 degrees, curled up, um, frozen solid. <laughs> and just, but, you know, it, it was curled up under a rock. Maybe without that rock, it couldn't survive um, those severe conditions. Um, and without our rock, God, we maybe wouldn't be able to come out of this as well, you know, but... I'm not saying we wouldn't come out of it, but um, we want to come out as stronger in our faith. We've got more time and stuff, and um, just want to use that picture of the rock that God is your, He's our rock. Jesus is our rock. He's the one that we should go to um, when we when we feel that we need to um, that built up, and 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 if we feel that we're close and risking temptation or whatever, I want to encourage you guys that Psalm 18, the Lord is my rock. Just think about what that caterpillar done. It knew where to go when things were getting tough. Um, um, and after, um, sorry, that's that one finished. So yeah, so yeah after um, the caterpillar has endured all of this um, 7 to 14 years um it finally pupates into a glorious moth, uh, free to fly away from it. Seven years of struggle. And uh, I just want to bring this to a close uh, to remind us that because of Jesus that we have this great hope that we will spend eternity with him. The, the trials and the difficult times um, and the uncertainty of this world will one day pass. We're just passing by here. Our destination is heaven and God's called us to that. Jesus has saved us so that we can have that. And when the going gets tough um, here, through this period, through this lockdown period, and there's so much talk of other things, recessions and, and economies going down and, and, and surges of the virus coming back. You know, there'll always be something to worry us and to think about. But I want to say, fix your mind on heavenly things. Fix your mind on Jesus. Uh, and like that moth, one day we will be taken from here and to a glorious heavenly kingdom. I know it's crazy, but yeah, I just want to remind us that, you know, through all the difficult times and stuff, um, to really keep your head up and to keep focused on that. Um, and just to close... We are told um, 
into Peter and Lost My Spot, but it talks about um, brotherly affection and love for everyone. Um, what could we do in this time to make sure that um, so many people get to hear this beautiful gospel message of hope um, in this time that Jesus is above always the, the name above all names the king above all kings and that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord how many people that we speak to or you know whether it be through social media presence or if we are able to go out and work or even a trip um, to the shop, the opportunities that we have now. The people are desperate for hope. Um, I watched a small uh, video, Hillsong worship video, um, and normally uh, after, when a video ends you get the opportunity to read the comments um, and anything uh, related to the Christian faith usually brings um, neg negative comments and often you find there's more negative um, than there is good people attacking uh, what has been sung about or, or spoken about or, and stuff um, but I, I picked up yesterday that as I read through comments that people were starting their comments by saying I'm an atheist I don't know why I've just watched this 14 minute long worship video but I feel like I need God and I think that as we know the harvest is plenty and if if there's ever been a time in, in my 37 years on earth that I think people would respond to the gospel message, it's now when there's so much uncertainty, so much fear and so much worry and we have this beautiful gift and this beautiful responsibility to, um, to love people as God does and go out and um, preach them a message of hope. Um, but always remember that we do that with gentleness and respect and uh, yeah, I want to leave that with you there, uh, me and my caterpillar. <laughs> it's been amazing being with you guys. Uh, stay strong, stay safe, and we love you. Bye.